Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey guys, welcome back to another Easter episode in our lovely nameless Easter series that we are (laughs) doing during the Lent season for you guys. So once again, super excited to be here, super excited to be recording another episode. And this week's episode is actually on Monday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yes, so the whole Monday, Thursday um, story in Luke is Luke chapter 22 verses 1 through 38, which is a good chunk. It's It's hefty. It's not too much for you to like read on your own, but we think it might be a little much to read on the podcast. Um, Yeah, basically we decided like it would take a solid five minutes for us to read the whole thing. You might be bored by the time we're done reading it. Right. So we highly, highly, highly encourage you to pause it right now and listen. But also we realize that many of you are probably listening to like this in your car and that's probably not the safest thing for us to tell you to just stop and read that. You can look it up on version and have version read it to you out loud. Yes, do that. Anyway, we highly, highly, highly suggest that you read it beforehand Mm -hmm. but we realize many of you just won't do that so (laughs) sorry i hate to break it to you but we know we're we're not gonna read through it here it's just it's just too much yeah Um, but we'll give you a brief overview yes so we're gonna do a little synopsis of this um but like addie said definitely go through and read it because it's going to make a lot more sense to you and mean a lot more if you know what's going on yeah exactly um so synopsis of this passage of luke 22 verses 1 through 38 basically it is passover time and so because it's passover jesus and his disciples are going to jerusalem to celebrate um the passover which we'll go into a little bit more in detail like what the passover is and so then next satan enters um one of the disciples so he enters judas and then they get to Jerusalem and Jesus sends Peter and John to prepare the Passover meal. And so he says, hey, like, go into the city. And once you get in there, you're going to meet a man. He's going to be carrying this jar of water. And that's the man you need to approach and say, like, hey, can we use your house to celebrate this Passover meal? So anyway, they do it. They see the man. They go to this house. They prepare the Passover meal. Um, during this Passover meal is where we get the whole, like, communion talk i guess you could say so the Mm -hmm. whole like here's this body um you know do this in remembrance of me all those other things like here's my blood the wine xyz um then after that jesus says one of you is going to willingly betray me and then all the disciples rumble and are like who the heck is it gonna be Mm -hmm. you know can't imagine being in that room um and then next uh jesus tells peter he will deny him three times and that's basically where it comes to a conclusion Mm -hmm. so there's the grand synopsis of what happened in this passage Mm -hmm. yes and before we really get into um this whole passage we just want to talk a little bit about what passover is and that whole holiday so passover is a jewish holiday celebrating the israelites escape from slavery in egypt and so this is found in Exodus chapters 11 through 13. And so, especially like during this Passover time, there's a lot of expectation 
for the Messiah. And so for this to, like, the days leading up to Jesus's death to be going on around the Passover time, like, there's just a lot going on. And like we talked about in our um, Palm Sunday episode previously, like, there's just a lot going on. Like, the energy is just very different. There's a lot going on right now. So let's talk about what Passover is. Yeah, so like Ella said, Passover is from Exodus 12, and essentially it is the story of when the Israelites were in slavery, and Moses um, kept going to Pharaoh and was like, hey, let my people go, let my people go, but like Pharaoh's heart just kept being hardened over and over and over, and he would not let the people go, and so then we have these series of plagues um, in hopes that like, hey, these bad things are happening. Like, hey, Pharaoh, like, let's let the people go. Mm -hmm. And so plague after plague after plague, it keeps happening and nothing. Like, Pharaoh's heart is still hardened and nope, these people are still in slavery. So on the final plague, it would be that the firstborn sons would die. However, um, God also said like, hey, go out, kill a lamb, spread its blood over um, your doorposts and then will pass over you. Mm -hmm. And so like, Hey, if you do this, like, to the Israelites, not going to kill your firstborn son. Like, death would pass over their household. Yes. Yeah. And so this is where we get the celebration of the Passover. And then, of course, this happens. Pharaoh's son is killed. And then the Israelites are let free from slavery. But the Israelites, um, if they did, you know, put this lamb, the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, um, their sons did not die. So essentially, in a nutshell, after this all happens, God's like, hey, like, remember this really big thing that Mm -hmm. happened. Like, remember this Passover and, like, celebrate it year to year. So that's where we get the celebration of the Passover from Exodus 12. And that's why Jesus was going to Jerusalem and tells Peter and John, like, hey, we're going to celebrate this. Go prepare a room in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that is our um brief explanation of passover um and why it was celebrated so um like we said there's just a lot going on at this time period but there are some verses that we do want to point out for you guys before we really um get into this um so the first thing we want to mention is verse 2 and it says and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus for they were afraid of the people and so we think that this is pretty um, important just because it explains like how long these priests were looking for a way to get rid of Jesus like they did not like him they had been waiting for this time for a very long time Um, and there was nothing stopping them really from killing Jesus except for the fact that like they were scared of the people like we said in the last episode like Jesus had like a crowd of people around him and like he had um people who did believe in him and were following him and even people who like weren't convinced he was the messiah like people were just intrigued by who this guy was and so the chief priests were able to use Judas to um get this plan going for them and so in verses three through six it says 
Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve, and Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. And so, yes, Satan definitely like prompted Judas in this crime, um, but this doesn't diminish Judas's personal responsibility because all of this was done with Judas's will. It wasn't like Judas was against this and then Satan took him over and, you know, forced him into this. Like, Judas was on board and Satan just used him because he was already on board with all of this. And so we don't know Judas's like true motives for his actions, like why he really didn't like Jesus or why he took this money or there's a lot of guessing we can put into this, but we do know that Satan is the enemy here. Like it's not Judas, Satan is the enemy. And also, just because God used the sins of Judas to further his plan for um, Jesus' death and resurrection doesn't mean that Judas's actions were any less sinful. Like, our sin is still sin, and it still deserves eternal punishment, even mm-hmm. though God uses our sin. Yeah. It reminds me of the episode we did a while back. I think it was on, like, what is God's will for my life or something, mm-hmm. and we talked about, like, God's permissive will and his perfect will and how like God works through both of it. And Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing, like obviously like the plan of salvation was carried out even in like Judas betraying Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, that was God's permissive will. Mm -hmm. And like it, it worked out. So yeah, just something important to remember there. Um, Moving on, we have verses like seven through 13. And in those verses, it talks about how Jesus sent Peter and John to go prepare for um, this Passover meal. And as they were doing it in verse 10, it says, he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where's the guest rooms where I might eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished and make preparations there. And what was super unusual about this is I was reading some commentaries was that really carrying water was like the woman's job at the time and even if a man was carrying water he would not have been like doing it with a jar he would have normally been doing it with like an animal skin and so this was like a very distinct sign Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't just see like 20 men like carrying a jar of water like this Mm -hmm. was this was unusual this was a little odd and so like Jesus specifically told the disciples, like, here's the sign, go look for it, and then, like, go prepare um, the Passover meal, which um, involved killing a lamb at the temple um, Mm -hmm. to prepare it for the meal. Because once, again, like we talked about in the Passover, they did that same thing where they killed it and then put the blood of the lamb on the doorstop. So they were Mm -hmm. preparing for this Passover meal. And Jesus gave them a very distinct sign of, like, hey, go find this man. He's going to let you use his house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just a few of the verses that we wanted to like specifically point out. But now we want to get into just the whole meaning of the Last Supper. Like we know that Jesus and his disciples were celebrating Passover and that's like why this all happened. But with Jesus's actual like the Last Supper that they had together, there is a lot of different things that go into this and a lot of different things that Jesus tells his disciples and teaches and just a lot of 
stuff goes down. And so we're going to just talk about the meaning of these different things that happen and the whole meaning of this Last Supper. Yeah, so one of the meanings of the Last Supper, or I guess like how the Last Supper was used, is Jesus was using this Last Supper to predict his suffering and death. And we see this in Luke um, chapter 22, verses 15 through 16. Yeah, and that says, And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. So this um, Last Supper was really a time for um, Jesus to tell his disciples, like, I'm going to die. There's stuff that's going to happen. Like, it was just a time for him to address some of these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and he also used this Passover time um, and kind of gave it, like, I guess I would say a new meaning. So he took basically two of these symbols that are associated with Passover. And so we have the wine and the bread. And um, he gave them new meaning in the sense that we now celebrate these two things as communion. Mm -hmm. So basically he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and said like, hey, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance me. And then he also went um, to the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you by the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine at the table. And so, yeah, Jesus is taking these two things and basically he's giving them to his disciples and he's also predicting his suffering in them too and i'm sure this was like super confusing for the disciples mm -hmm. to just sit there to have jesus say these things i don't know if you've never heard this before and like ella handed me a cup and was like here's my blood take it <laughs> i think i'd be like nope good i'm i'm good thanks like, right well and essentially jesus is like reinventing this holiday for them and something that's been a part of all these people's lives Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, um, I'm going to die in a few days and do this to remember me. You right. know, like he's he's really changing things up. So it definitely would be confusing for that. Right. And you have to remember, too, like Jesus hadn't died yet. So like you're hearing these things and it's just odd. I right. Guess. Like, because even even after Jesus had like died and rose again, We'll get into this more with like our Easter episode, but people are like, what's going on? And Jesus is like, guys, I told you what was going to happen, you know? Right, right. Yeah, we just didn't quite get it. <laughs> so yeah, Jesus took like this Passover time and gave them this new covenant and really established an ordinance for the church. So we know that like the two church ordinances are to have communion and that believers would be baptized. And so... We practice communion because, first of all, it reminds us of Jesus' sacrifice. Like, Jesus gave us this reminder during the day before, like, his last meal when he was going to sacrifice himself for us. And then it's also a way to remember that Jesus will someday come back. And we will take part in the marriage supper of the Lamb with Jesus. And we're told this in Revelation 19, 9. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew 26, 29. And so communion, we can remember things Jesus has done in the past. And it's a way to remember what he's going to do in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like Ella said, it reminds people of Jesus's sacrifice and it reminds them of like, hey, like Jesus Christ is coming back. And so that is like one of the two reasons that like we 
um, as a church or like practice communion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, I think it's important to note that in like Luke 22, which like we said, is the main passage we have been studying um, like to produce these episodes, but like there's the four gospels. And so those four gospels all go over the story of Jesus. And so um, all the gospels differ a little bit. And so we wanted to point out that in John 13 verses three through 17, it talks about um, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And this comes like in the last supper Mm -hmm. story so jesus washing the disciples feet did happen at the last supper as well it's just not necessarily like recorded in luke which is the Mm -hmm. one we're studying right now but like we wanted to make a point of you know all these things that were happening in the last supper so like hey this also happened too yeah yeah so like addy said all of the gospels differ a little bit in their um, storytelling of all these things that went on, um, which we will explain why that is in our Good Friday and Easter episodes. But the main thing with Jesus washing his disciples' feet is he's just teaching them um, what it really means to be a part of his kingdom, is just to be a servant and to be serving others. And so that's the main idea of that mm-hmm. um, passage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, as we move farther on into this whole last supper thing, you know, Jesus does all these cool things where like he has them prepare the room and then, you know, tells them like, Hey, here's my blood. Then all of a sudden he just gets to the end. He washes their feet and is like, Hey, yo, also one of you is going to betray me. (laughs) And then he also um, goes to Peter and he's like, Oh, and by the way, like you're going to deny me three times. So just kind of like this, Mm-hmm. complete 180 where mm-hmm. jesus is like i'm gonna die i know this is really sad oh and by the way like you guys are <laughs> gonna do all this stuff to me too like here you go yeah there's a lot going on in this one night for sure like jesus um predicted his suffering and death he gave the passover a new meaning he established this new covenant he established a new ordinance for the church he washes the disciples feet and he tells Peter that he will deny him three times and that Judas will betray him. He doesn't call out who is going to betray him, but he's like, one of you is going to betray me. And then the disciples all kind of freak out a little bit. Um, I would have loved to be there. Cause like, I think somewhere in there, let me find the verse. Yeah. Verse 23, it says they they began to question among themselves, which of them it might be who would do this? I bet you're just like sitting there as a disciple and be like, do you remember that one time you did this to Jesus? I'm like, it's gotta be you. Like, do you remember when whoever did this? Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the disciples had no idea it would be Judas. So like clearly Judas was hiding his true heart condition pretty well because right. these guys were like, right, like tight, you know? They were with each other all the time. Right. Yeah, kind of scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also really cool to me um, that when Jesus is telling um, Peter of his denial, he tells Peter that he has been praying for him and he's been praying that his faith would not fail. And so Jesus like obviously knew of the spiritual battle going on. And like we said, like I just imagine like energy in this whole area was just so high at the time. And there's obviously a lot of spiritual battles going on um and satan would use peter but jesus says Mm -hmm. peter i've been praying for you your faith will not fail and we'll talk um in a future episode how peter and jesus kind of 
um, rekindle things and move on. So. Right, right. It's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I wanted to spoil it. I 100% was going to spoil it. And then Ella goes, we'll talk about it in a future episode. So. <laughs> this is how we get people to keep <laughs> listening. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so essentially in a nutshell that is this um monday thursday sort of thing and really it's not celebrated super like mm-hmm. openly in a church like i should say openly it's not like there's just like so much with like the wednesday night lenten services and yeah and good friday like you have a good friday service mm-hmm. and then like you normally have an easter sunday service mm-hmm. but we don't have a monday thursday normally service at least Mm -hmm. i haven't Mm -hmm. i have heard of churches doing like communion that Mm. night but i don't know it's i think it really just depends on the church and right stuff but yeah anyway there's a lot that happens Mm -hmm. this one night it's like a a big night there's just a lot that goes down right right or it's a lot written down like obviously i'm sure there's a lot that happened in jesus's life that like didn't get on paper Mm -hmm. but like we have so much evidence of it right all right, you guys, that is the end of our Monday Thursday um, Passover, Communion, Last Supper episode here. Um, but stay tuned for next week. We are going to start getting into Good Friday and Jesus' death, um, which is also huge. So stay tuned. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, we will see you next week in our episode on Jesus' crucifixion. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.